You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Jillian. And I'm Sierra. And we're from the podcast, Women Did That, here to introduce Queen's podcast today. We're from Utah, so we know every non-swear in the freaking book. But Katie and Nathan know all the real swears in that gosh darn book. There's going to be a heck of a lot of swear words in this show, so if that is not up your alley, this show is probably not the freaking one for you. And you can find us anywhere you find podcasts at Women Did That. Thanks. Bye. Hi, this is Katie. And this is Nathan. And you're listening to Queen's Podcast, the show about badass women in history. Hey. Hey, Nathan. Hey, Katie. Who are we talking about today? Today, we are going to discuss Matilda of Flanders. Uh, she's famous for being the first, like, actual crown queen of England and wife of William the Conqueror. Um, she was the first queen to ever have her own coronation in England. Because she bougie. But more on that later. She was extra. Why? Because she's Maddie. Because she's Maddie. <laughs> and so today we're drinking Momsy, or mold wine, excuse me, Momsy wine was Woodville. Yeah. Uh, mold wine, uh, which was very, very common yeah. back then. And Nathan and, like went to the trouble of mulling it himself. Mulling some wine. So it's just like red wine, a couple cloves, cin- two cinnamon sticks, some like star anus. I know it's not anus, but it's anus. <laughs> star anus. Who's anus? A star. Oh. <laughs> and then you like put that in a little cheesecloth, then you put it in a pot, and you just like simmer it. You don't boil it, because if you boil it, you all the good shit gets out. Like okay. The alcohol. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then you just got juice. And then you just got juice, and who wants that? Um, and then you put like honey in it as well hmm. to give it a little sweet. So it's like a very festive. Uh, it's, Christmas time. It's drink. good, yeah. And it, it feels, yeah, it definitely tastes like something you would have at a Christmas party, which definitely filling the season here in Austin, Texas, where it got down to 50 degrees today in November. And everybody's freaking, it's cold. <laughs> oh my God. Oh yeah, and there's apple cider in it too. That's mm. probably what the Christmas, it really yeah. tastes like that to me. And uh, then Nathan garnished the goblet with an orange an orange slice, and we've both already eaten our orange slices because we are children. And uh, by the way, speaking of the goblets, shout out. Shout out to our listener, Heather. Because these goblets that she sent us, these Waterford Crystal goblets, are Fucking beautiful. Gorgeous. Um, if you haven't seen them, well, um, you know, I'm going to post a picture of this drink on our blog, but also, like, check out our Twitter and our Facebook. She also sent us a really nice card, and thank you so much. We're going to drink out of them all the time now. Fancy fucking glasses. Fancy fucking glasses. So, so cheers to Heather. Cheers to Heather, darling. Darling. <laughs> so, Maddie was born sometime around 1031. Probably in Flanders, but no one really yeah, knows. Yeah, there's not any real record because 
she was a girl. And they didn't have interwebs or Facebook. <laughs> we can't just, you know, Facebook stalk her and see what year she was born. Um, her family was a very well-to-do. Her mother had actually first been married to the Duke of Normandy, and that marriage only lasted like six months. So she was a dower, dowager duchess before she married Matilda's father, who was a Count of Flanders. And her mother was also daughter of the King of France and now sister of the King of France <laughs> by the time that Maddie comes on the scene. So uh, her education, surprise, surprise, is pretty fucking amazing. Her father was a, his ancestor was Alfred the Great from England, Mm -hmm. which, I mean, if you've, if you're a fan of history, I'm sure you've heard of Alfred the Great before. (laughs) He was kind of a big deal. So on both sides, she comes from kings. Yeah. So pedigree. Pedigree. Top notch. Yes. And her, like, like I was saying, her education was obviously amazing. Yeah. Um, she's. Powerful women get educated back then. Like, and her mother was very adamant about it. It's like my daughters are gonna know their way in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. And speaking of her mom, she was her mom was super super religious, and obviously that's where Matilda gets it from. She was very pious as well. Looks. What do What do we think she looks like? So we don't have any. Like it wasn't a thing to like have your portrait done. Yeah. This long yeah. ago. So what do we think she looked like? I think she was shorter, like... So, she's in the Guinness Book of World Records for being the shortest queen ever, because when they first, like, found her bones or whatever, they said that she was four foot two, I think. But now, I don't know, like, the conversion rate was wrong or something, and they're Uh, thinking she was probably more, like, right under five foot, which was super average for the time. But... She's known throughout history as being short. The you know what? Short. I'm only five foot two, and this is uh, <laughs> a thousand years later, so I feel you, girl. I think she had, like, dark hair, long dark hair. She apparently wore, like, braids yeah. a lot. All accounts say that she wore braids. And um, I, I read she was very, very pretty. Yeah, very, all very the accounts pretty. say that she was pretty, but again, like, ugh, she's, like, from the super powerful family. Is anybody going to be writing about how ugly she is? <laughs> Yeah, and then, like we said in the Elizabeth Woodville episode, um, (laughs) they believe that outer beauty was a reflection of your soul, basically. So if you're ugly... So if you were pretty, you must have been a really good person. But if you're ugly, you're a bad person. Yeah. What the fuck? I don't know. know. So, she's great marriage material. She's supposedly beautiful, very pious, well-educated, super, super connected, so she's going to make, born, bitch. She's she gonna make born. a great bride eventually. But to say that she's like hard-headed and like strong-willed would be a huge understatement. <laughs> so, 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 so what happened was <laughs> when she's a teenager, the King of England sends the, sends over an ambassador. So the King of England at this time is this guy named Edward and now he's known through history, Edward the Confessor. I don't know why. why? I started to Google it, but why then, though? like, I I don't know why he was called Edward the Confessor. Did he, he, he did go on to actually be the only English king to ever become a saint. Huh. He's sainted. Canonized? Is that Canonized, the, yes. Canon- so, he's sainted. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> and um, so maybe it has something to do with that. But so he sends over his ambassador, this Anglo-Saxon guy, which is what we're going to call people from England at this time. We're going to call them Anglo-Saxons. So he sent over this Anglo-Saxon guy, his ambassador, na- ambassador named Brittrick Mal. Ooh, he was fine, honey. Mal. 
Yeah, he was tall, blonde, and rich, 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 rich. Like, second only to the king. Like, almost Super as rich as the rich. king. <laughs> and young and hot, and Matilda was just like mine yeah and she's like 15 or 18 years old in that time when and she was falling in love with him yeah she even like he went back to england and after a while she sent a messenger to him and proposed marriage and that wasn't that wasn't like women didn't do that i mean even nowadays it's not it's still not common it's st- not common it's, it's still, still not common and but she, and she did it a thousand years ago yeah and she was <laughs> well i mean she was like why in the world would this guy turn me down I'm rich as fuck. And she was, like, so much higher born than him, too. And she was like, of course he's going to say yes. But... He said no. He said no. (laughs) He was completely turned off by how forward she was. Yeah, she took a big gamble. She didn't tell her parents she was doing it. Her and her parents, they were all just, like, mortified over the experience. (laughs) And she's embarrassed, but time to move on. Oh, this mulled wine is tasty. Delicious. Delicious. It's Christmas in a bottle. <laughs> I gotta run me the right way. Ew, you went dirty. Dirty mm. whore. That's me. Uh, anyway. <laughs> not all medieval men were turned off by forward women. Enter William the Bastard, a.k.a. the Duke of Normandy. I don't, I don't know if I'd call him William the Bastard. Yeah, not to his face. No, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Not a good me. idea. He yeah. was a pretty brutal guy. A his, li- his dad was the father of the Duke of Normandy, yeah. and his mother was just a peasant that he, just like, some lady. saw in a window somewhere and was like, yo, yo, I like that chick. I like that chick. And they actually had a really, like, loving relationship. William's dad never married anybody else. He, mm. like was just into this peasant chick. So they hook up, they have William, and he's a bastard, but the Duke is like, no, that's my son, that's my heir. And then the Duke of Normandy dies whenever William is seven, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And so like a really condensed version of William's life, he spent from the time he was seven until he was like a man fighting off all these other adults who are like, no, you, you're you a bastard, you can't inherit, or uh, you're a child, you're too young to do this, let me run it for you. Like, just people that didn't have his his best interest at heart. So he grew up learning to fight one. Yeah. And he grew up to be a big old guy, so an intimidating figure. So he had a rough start. Yeah. I mean, he, got, he earned the name William the Conqueror. Yeah. <laughs> and then whenever his he was a teenager... Edward the Confessor comes to Normandy. I believe he's in exile for some reason. And so Edward's mother had actually been from Normandy. So they were like second cousins or something. And Edward was like, look, I don't think I'm ever going to have any heirs, any children of my own. So when I die, you can be king. And so William had that in his head, like since day one. Like, well, I might just be a bastard duke, but one day I'm going to be king. Yeah, so, so that's true. Very so he's got true. that going for him. He is cocky, and he sets his sights on Matilda, sends a messenger to propose to her, and she says, I'm not marrying a bastard. He's too far yeah. below me. Yeah, she's like, wait, what? you want me to what? Yeah, no, no, no. One of the stories, oh my gosh, I, I, I hate this story. I don't believe them. I don't anyway, believe it. But just one of the story, story that Willie dropped what he was doing. When wrote, he heard that she said no. Yeah, he said she said no, and then he like drops everything he's doing, rode off to Flanders, found Tilda, you know, just chilling, riding her horse, and then he 
came up and grabbed her by the braids and then threw her on the ground and stormed off. And she's like, oh, cool. Now I'm going to marry him. Yeah, another story <laughs> is, you know, pretty much the same thing. They both have to do with her braids. That um, she was just, like, chilling at her dad's house. And William busts in, sees her, pulls her down to the ground by her braids, and then, like, beats her. And then storms off. And then she gets up and she goes, well, if he is brave enough to come and beat me at my own father's house, then he must be a man of courage and I have to marry him. Oh, my God. It's like battered woman syndrome. I... I don't think either of these happened because no. if they would have, she what, would have beat his ass. She wouldn't have married him. Um, yeah. Her father would have probably like started a little bit of a scuffle over it. Yeah, they could start a war over and that shit. And William would have known that her father would have started a scuffle over it, and he wasn't trying to like he was trying to make an alliance with Flanders, not like. I think it's just bridges. a way for it's them just a to story. explain how this bastard married. You know, a maybe woman. maybe she did. I'll concede to like maybe she did say no at first, and they ha- she had to have some convincing, and then the rest is just medieval people were in like thought weird things were romantic. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, I think that's like so sweet and loving. It's like, like no. oh, she he beat her. Yeah. Oh, he must really love her. Mm-mm, no. Yeah, but I guess it's a fun story for who I'm not completely sure (laughs) (laughs) whatever happened matilda obviously agreed to marry him she's like fine and they start to plan the wedding of the century i mean wedding um i mean combined they were related to like every fucking household in europe like she's pretty much related to everybody and he's related to everybody but then they hit a big bump in the road from the boba oh the boba the boba said you are too closely related you cannot be a married ah pope leo pope leo the ninth yeah he claimed they were too closely related to get married the term is (laughs) too much mulled wine Consanguindy? Guindy? Let's try that again. <laughs> the, I'm not even... They were too closely related. <laughs> <laughs> they were like fifth cousins? Yeah, and the the law was you had to be like um, seven degrees of separation. It's like seven degrees of separation of Kevin Bacon. Yes. But without Kevin Bacon. But like you to bone related. your cousin. Uh-uh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, is like... He was handing out, like, pardons about this all the damn time. Like, he was like, yeah, you can marry your cousin, you can marry your cousin. They do, like, I mean, we've done so many episodes where where they're, like, really closely related. He was giving papal dispensations all over the place. So they were like, well, we're not, like, we're five degrees separated. That's pretty much strangers. Like... (laughs) Why? And he was just like, it's a, it's a de Pope. I, I say no. And <laughs> I read it may have been because of the French king didn't yeah. want that. I think Norman and Ing- the Norman and Flanders and all that shit. To he get didn't together. want the alliance. He thought that they would be too strong. France then isn't like France, which you think of now. There was like Paris, and that was France. Pretty much, and that's what the King of France actually owned. Yeah. And all the other duchies and, like, lands and counties and stuff, they paid fealty and they paid their taxes to the King of France, but they were kind of their own thing. Yeah. So um, even though Flanders and Normandy are both now, like, properly part of France at the time, they weren't. So he was like, oh, they're going to get too rich. Let me tell the Pope. 
not to let them get married. If you know anything about ge- if you don't know anything about geography, Normandy and Flanders, that's like Belgium area. Oh yeah, I think Flanders is actually part of Belgium. Yeah. Not part of France, but Normandy. But- um I looked on the map like just to see how how long it would take to get from Normandy to Hastings, like where the bat, the big battle happened. It was like forty five minutes, <laughs> like uh, like a ferry, like a forty five minute know, ferry for or them something. It took them fucking months. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, William and Matilda are like, um, fuck you, Pope. We're gonna do it anyway. We're gonna get married, and you can just be cool with it. <laughs> Deal with it. Get over it. And, and this wedding was. Yudge. 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 They were married probably in like 1053, and she was 21 and he was 23. Probably. Yeah. Something like that. that. Yeah. For almost 10 years, they campaigned to overcome the denial by the Pope, and then finally Pope Leo died, and the new Pope was like, cool, whatever, just donate some churches and shit, and it's all water under the bridge. So they donated a bunch of churches and shit. (laughs) And it was water under the bridge. And everything was cool. I'm so glad the Pope didn't say nope. (laughs) (laughs) i'm the pope and i say nope that sounds like uh something from like dare or something (laughs) the pope says nope to drugs and alcohol (laughs) oh too bad i'm drinking this moment yeah uh as the duchess of of normandy i mean they had a super happy marriage and she was popping out baby it seems by all accounts that he was probably faithful to her which this time period was like Unheard of. Yeah, I, I read that there may have been like one little scuffle, but that was like he didn't later have any on, bastards. But he, didn't, he didn't. It wasn't even like in scuffle. I mean, maybe he boned somebody else. It's not yeah. like he fought her. I mean, he supposedly did pull her down by her braids. Yeah. Crazy bitch. Right <laughs> after they got married, he took her on a tour of Normandy and she was a hit right away. Um, the peasants loved her because she was generous and pious. The nobles loved her because she was connected to every fucking royal household. Um, and everybody <laughs> loved her because she had a son, Robert, like, within their first year of marriage. Um, I think it's also interesting, like, they hadn't had a duchess in Normandy um, since her mother. It's like a whole entire generation. Yeah, like, a, it was like 26 years or something like that since yeah. they'd had, like... A female presence in the ruling household, it's like, you know? Oh my god, vagina, yes. So they were so into her. They're excited to have a duchess again. So dust off all that royal jewelry, pick it up and crown it, bitch. Oh girl. <laughs> okay. So she was the perfect picture of a medieval wife at this time. Beautiful, pious, loaded, <laughs> and has a healthy son right out of the gate. Yeah. So I mean she wasn't loaded like drunk, but No, like loaded like rich. money, money, money. I'm, 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 I might be loaded with alcohol. <laughs> um, her ties to all the royal households also made her, you know, more legitimate to everyone. And this is, you know, William's a bastard. Uh-huh. So he needs a very high-born wife yeah. to kind of prove to everybody that he is royalty. And maybe the people of Normandy are like, oh, people will qu- quit attacking us now that we have, like, somebody from a legitimate royal yeah, household and or he, whatever. She started off, I think, for him being a trophy wife, but... At the end of it all, he ended up falling in love. Oh with her, yeah, like, he, all the I, way in love. I, with her. Ge- I genuinely believe that they were like a love match in the end. Like I do think that they fell in love with each other pretty quick and hard. Yeah, and during those first few years, there were like numerous uprisings in Normandy, and Maddie supported him. Yeah, and she would like get her father to help or her brother once he became Count of Flanders. So. 
So, yeah. Um, and throughout all this, Willie's still got his eye on being king of England. And so he was talking up a mad game about Maddie being like, she's descendant from like one of your favorite Anglo-Saxon kings ever, Alfred the Great. Um, so get pumped, guys. And then there's this other guy named Harold. He's totally the ding-dong of the episode. The ding-dong? Ding dong. <laughs> he's the ding-dong of the episode. Why are you going to try to... Harold thinks he's going to, like, well, Harold the fucking crown. Yeah, so there's this other guy named Harold who was Anglo-Saxon and from a really powerful family. And he also had his eyes on the crown. Willie knew this. So one day when Harold was traveling, William either captured his ship or Harold just had the bad fortune to, like, be shipwrecked on Normandy. And Willie took him captive until he, like, promised. Like, a super-duper promise, I'm gonna let you be king when the time comes. Yeah, like, oh, I swear. And then Super uh, promise, buddy. Okay, bye. <laughs> um, so, in 1066, I think in, like, January 1066, Edward the Confessor dies. But, like... The other guy was already in England, so he was just like, mine, and took the crown. And oh, that's such a bad idea. Crowned at Westminster Abbey, like, right away. But he, like, the nobles actually voted for him, though. Oh, I mean, I guess I that mean, makes sense, but I mean, if you're going to go up against anybody, you don't go up against William. He was conqueror. like, he was like, nah, uh, I'm pissed. <laughs> uh, do you know that, did you ever watch that show on History Channel, The Vikings? Oh, I've seen a couple of episodes. Yeah, of it, it's so. so good. It's not historically accurate, but one of the characters, this part's kind of accurate, this uh, character named Rollo, who was a Viking, and he came to France, and they were like, oh my god, please quit Vikinging us. And they were like, we're going to let you be the Duke of Normandy if you just quit attacking Viking. us all. Vikinging us all the time. <laughs> and he said, cool. And then he changed his name to Robert. And yeah. so that is William the Conqueror's, like, however many great-grandfather. Uh, so they come from ruthless Vikings. Yeah, no, they're ruthless. Yeah. No, I did, um, did kind of go down that rabbit hole. And so, yeah, William was like, nope, 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 nope. Bitch, I'm taking England. And Maddie was Bitch, all... Bitch, better give me my country. Yeah. <laughs> Maddie was all about. She's like, yes, that. honey, slay. So she honey. builds him King a of ship. England, honey. <laughs> Go on it. Uh, she builds him a ship called the Mora from her own funds and surprises him with it. And it was like, it was like a tight ass ship. This like, ship was the ship. This this was <laughs> the shit of ships. <laughs> it was the fastest of the fleet of seven hundred. Seven hundred fucking ships is what he took with him. To it, it had this figurehead uh, with the like on the front of it. It, uh-huh. it was a child that was pointing forward. Supposedly modeled after her youngest son. Makes sense. You know. Makes and sense. it had multicolored sails and the papal flag, which means uh, the Pope was down This for new this. Pope loved them. And this Pope was like, yeah, take England. <laughs> they still, I'm Sebastian. They still God, really don't know. They don't know what Mora means. What? Um, I yeah, I got a little bit obsessed with like, what does this? What yeah, is Mora? what was it named after? And then so I read that Maddie's Flemish origins. Of yeah, the Morini. Like, the people were called yeah. The Morini. I just love that word Flemish. And then. <laughs> 
a little flemish in my throat. Um, um, mora in Latin could mean a bunch of shit. It means all kinds of things. I even but, read like delay, pause, foolish, foolish lady, foolish. Like which none of that seems likely. No, and my favorite one is it's an anagram for amor. Yes. <laughs> in old Italian, I also read it means like a pile of stones. I don't fucking know. It's really pretty though. Yeah, it does, it's, it's a really it was, pretty it was name. A really pretty, yeah, and it was supposedly a really pretty ship too. Yeah, thanks, Maddie. Love the ship. Love bitch. the ship, bitch. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get you a queen ship. Bitches love queen ships. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. What he said as he left Normandy yep. to go I conquer think that's the accurate. Anglo-Saxons. So, like we said, William left for England in September of 1066, and who did he leave in charge? Maddie. Boom. She- who ran the duchy? Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> so she was officially supposed to be the regent for her son, but come on, who's really running? Maddie. Show? Um. Oh, and BT Dubs. At this point, she's just. Popping out fucking babies. She's had... Left and right. She's had Robert, Richard, two daughters named Edeliza and Cecilia. Of course, like, their birthdays aren't documented because... And history is a bunch of bag of dicks. I love that. Well, <laughs> history is a bag of dicks. <laughs> William, Constance... And these are just, like, the children that are, like, recorded because they survived childhood. Like, like I think all in all, she had, like, ten kids. Yeah. And most of, like... All of them lived to, like, be at least 20. Yeah. Like, they didn't die in infancy. Yeah, like, like most was, of her kids. I mean, it's possible, though, that they did have didn't, kids. And they just weren't recorded. Um, yeah, but still, 10 fucking kids. But she is running shit while huge in preggers, and that just makes me think of in the Catalina Sforza episode. I know. And then, like, most royal women at the time would completely be happy with just being like, a, hey, I made your babies. I'm, I'm making babies. I'm, I'm going to sit around and knit and play the harpsichord or and what the fuck margarita. Ever. Yeah. Like, I don't think they had margarita. I don't think they had margarita. Mold wine. Mold wine. <laughs> I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for the New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places. Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan. But nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-Off launches April 9th. Everybody, shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside 
The Box of Oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. Uh, <laughs> Maddie would obviously get bored. Yeah. If she just did that. Yeah. So she had to run some shit. Yeah. So I think she was... Very happy to be running Normandy while he was gone. Um, I read somewhere that whenever Willie was getting ready to pack up and leave, the King of France was like, "Who, who's gonna run it while you're gone?" And he was just like, "Matilda, duh. duh. Like, like, why are you even questioning that? Of course, Matilda's gonna run it. Duh, duh. Um, kind of surprisingly, there weren't any uprisings while he was gone because people fucking loved." To uprise at this point. Yeah. So the fact that there weren't any, if there were, they weren't noteworthy enough for people to write down or anything. Because she squashed them, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> she kept them over. So a big sweeping gloss over of the Norman Conquest. Yeah, another um, rabbit hole you can go down. <laughs> Willie won. On October 14th, 1066, the Norman troops shot King Harold, the last Anglo-Saxon king, in the eye with an arrow. Good shot. You know, when I first read that, that, like, he got shot, I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? They didn't have guns, and, th- and then I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> bow and arrow. <laughs> this battle was called the Battle of Hastings. Mm-hmm. You may have heard of it. Um, William wanted Maddie there, like, right away with him. Right after they won, he was like, come to England. And she was like, um, I, I hear that there's, like, a shitload of uprisings every day and um, lots um, of rebellions. Cool, 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 cool. cool. I'm, I'm going to chill here until you got that on lockdown. Um, and it wasn't until December in 1066 that the nobles of London finally submitted to William. And he had his coronation on Christmas Day of 1066. He actually wanted to delay his coronation until after oh, Matilda arrived. It's like, so sweet. It's such a wovey buddy. They, they just wanted to be together. He said... Since if God granted me this honor, I wish for my wife to be crowned with me. Oh, but his basically... Advisors, yeah, his advisors are like... No, no, you need to get, go ahead and get crowned now. You need to just yeah, go ahead and do it. about that. Uh, but, like, the whole time he's over there, can you imagine how stressed out Maddie must have been? She can't, like, Skype him or FaceTime him or be like, hey, hey. hey or text him. Have you won England yet? Yeah. Hey, you though, cool? Though, it was a really quick win. It only took him two weeks to get over there and win at Hastings. I mean, he was a bad bitch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she must have just been sitting around, stressing the fuck out. And she was at prayer one day at one of the churches, and uh, that's whenever she found out that he had won at the Battle of Hastings. And when she heard the good news, she renamed the priory, like the nunnery that she was in mm-hmm. at the time, Our Lady to Our Lady of Good News. So Notre Dame de Pray to, to Notre, Notre Dame, Dame de... de... You, you just... Okay. <laughs> okay. You're better at it. You're better. Notre Dame de... Yeah. So Bonne she... Nouvelle. Our Lady of Good News. I don't know. Put it in Google Translate. Make that lady read it to you. <laughs> so... Matilda started calling herself Queen of England and Duchess of Normandy, like, right away. Which, quick side note, the wives of the kings of England at this point in history weren't called queens. No, they're just, like, the king's bitch. They were just the The, king's wife. Yeah. You know, here's the king and that's his wife. She's not that important. So, (laughs) I mean, I think there was a couple of exceptions in history, but not... Like, it wasn't normal. Again, history's a bag of dicks. Yes, history's a bag of dicks. And so the Anglo-Saxons were like... She's calling herself what? You know, 
So, um, Willie returns to Normandy in March 1067, which means they hadn't seen each other in about six months. So they probably boned. Yep. So they started boning <laughs> real quick. And he's like, look, babe, you have to come to England with me. And they start making plans for her to go over there and get crowned. Um, and he leaves in December and heads back to England because there's some fucking rebellion again. Uh-huh. And she agrees to follow. I mean, I'm not surprised that like you just show up and be like, I'm king now. Of course, for a long time, people are going to be being like, they're fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and surprise, surprise, by then, whenever, you know... Heading back to England, Matilda's fucking pregnant again. Of course she is. (laughs) So, Maddie goes to England in the late spring of 1068. She finally makes it to the land she's queen of. Uh, First thing she does when she gets there is tell her husband, Oh, you know what? I I really want the manor of Tewkesbury and all that land over there. Guess who was the lord of Tewkesbury up until this point? Uh, Remember her old flame, Richard Mal? The dude he... Turned her down. Yeah. She had not forgotten his sick burn. She also may have had him thrown in a dungeon and murdered. I'm not entirely... Like, I feel like... Don't fuck with her. I don't fuck with her. I feel like... (laughs) I don't know if I believe that part, but I mean, I think it's in the Doomsday Book, like, that he died in a dungeon, but I don't fucking know. He was at her coronation, so... He was alive then. He was alive then. (laughs) And then things get murky. (laughs) But anyway, the second thing she does is throw this huge... Easter celebration, and she invites, like, everybody, even the Anglo-Saxons who are, like, fiercely against the Normans. She wants to show them, look, I am all of your queen, and we know how to party. Because England at this time, compared to, like, continental Europe, was the sticks, you know? So she wanted to be like, this is how we do it in Normandy, this is how we do it in Flanders, France, this is how... Party, Let's bitch. party. And so they wore gold from head to toe. And they ate off silver plates. They brought musicians over from France good for Lord. them. I would just steal a plate and be good for life. Yeah. <laughs> they fed everybody that came. They just wanted to show the people, like, this is this is a good thing. They were fucking beginning. impressed. Too. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody was impressed. Like, even the chroniclers of the time who weren't into them were like, Okay, well, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Oh, that was pretty cool. This was the first of their crown-wearing events, which, like, because, you know, they didn't wear their crowns everywhere, but they liked to be seen in public, so they would have these big events. I would be wearing it to, like, vacuum. I'd be like, I'm the queen. Do you think think Matilda did a lot of vacuum? Okay, Uh, first of all, that put a really funny image in my head of you (laughs) with a a crown on, vacuuming your house, being like, I'm the queen, I'm the queen. (laughs) It's like the pretty, pretty princess crown. Yes! (laughs) So, yeah, they would have these crown-wearing events where the, like, sole purpose was to just show... Like a peacock. We're fucking fancy, and we wear our crowns. So, time to get crowned, time for the coronation. Maddie was like, okay, this has to be... Huge. Huge. And Willie wanted to remind everyone that she was descendant of Alfred the Great, who was obviously a popular figure in England. And he also wanted, like, he was definitely not using her, but it was definitely to his advantage that she was from such a prestigious pedigree, because he was a bastard, you know? Yeah, he needed that. Yeah, his mom was a nobody, so he was like, let's get you front and center Matilda, and she was like, yes, please. The coronation was lit. Lit! Ooh! Again, she was the first queen to style herself 
queen. And the Anglo-Saxons called her the strange woman. Because they did not get it. Nope. They did not get, like, they're like, why is she calling herself, like, a ruler? Yeah. Like, that's what it implied to them. They just couldn't wrap their poor little medieval backwater brain. So brains for her it. to have her own coronation is just fucking bizarre. Yeah. But she gave zero fucks, and she was like, haters gonna hate, and determined to have it, like, Nothing they'd ever seen before. Again, she was dressed head to toe in gold. Um, they wrote new hymns about her um, and made everybody sing these hymns about just how amazing she was, you know, like one does. <laughs> you're amazing. You're so awesome. You're amazing. <laughs> yes, that's pretty much, that's, yeah. Of course, there's lots of feasting and celebrating and everyone was invited. Yeah. Everyone that can make their way there was invited. Another reason why that it's so important for her to be seen as a figurehead of power is Lily couldn't be everywhere at once, obviously. Yeah. So this was show to be like, okay, I may be in Normandy now, but bitch, Maddie's in charge. Yeah. And when I'm here, I'm in charge. When Maddie's here, she's in charge. Just keep it in your brains. And soon after, there's one of those pesky rebellions in the north again. Yeah, um, so Willie's like, love you, babe, but I gotta go squash this rebellion. And she was like, I'm coming with you. And he knew his wife was hard-headed, so I, I don't think he argued. He was just like, you're big and fucking pregnant. You really, okay, okay, get in, get in the fucking horse. Let's go. <laughs> and so they rode to York, which is about... 200 miles away, give or take. Like, four hours in a car, but... Today. Like, four hours in a car today. So, in that time, it would have been... Weeks. Well, (laughs) and okay, so, like, the layout of the land of the time, um, like, there were no reliable roads from London to York. And a lot of times, if people had to make that journey, they would just take a ship because it was safer than going on the road. They were like, nope. This is what we're doing. We're we're taking horses there. And York and really the North in general kind of ran themselves at the time. Mm. I mean, they paid fealty to the king in London and everything. But it was sort of like, you pay your taxes, and then we're just going to kind of leave you alone. So they were like the most rebellious people yeah. in this new country of rebellious people. And so here's Maddie, big and fucking pregnant, and on these non-existent roads leading to nowhere. Well, she's going to York. but Because her thinking is, if I can have my baby in York, if I can show these people that this is how much I care to put myself through, like, this horrible journey, mm-hmm. and then have my baby there, maybe they'll respect us, maybe they'll see we're serious, and then, like... We can all get to know each other and have the baby shower. But she makes it to a town called Selby, mm-hmm. which is like 14 miles south of York. So, so close. So fucking close. Oh my God, she's in the home stretch. And that's where she has her baby. And so it's her final son named Henry. And he's the only son born in the purple, as they would call it, which means while they were king and queen. They had a daughter that was born in the purple as well. But he's the only son, and he's the I only... I want to be in the purple. I want to be born in the purple. I want to be in the purple. And he is their only child born in England. And this was a huge fucking deal. It was a big fucking deal. Maddie played off that. She was like, yeah, he's born in England, and like named him after the current king of France, Henry. And just really played it up, being like, he is one of you. Yep. And a lot of the English people really did eat that shit up. Oh, like, no, the they did. They regarded, yeah. they regarded Henry as, like, the only lawful successor to the throne, even though he had three other brothers yeah, but that were, were older. They were like, nope, nope, nope. He was born in England, so yeah. he's English, yep. and he's going to rule us. 
Huh. What what future drama could this possibly cause? Oh, I have no idea. Maybe an older sibling Might get a little annoying. Anyway, <sighs> while Maddie was hanging out in Selby, there was this event called the Herring of the North, and I'm glad she had nothing to do with it because <laughs> it was really genocide-y. Like, it was it was super genocide-y. Basically, Henry was, or, I'm sorry, William the Conqueror was like, all right, you want to rebel? I'm going to kill all of you. And, like, there were parts of the North that, like, they couldn't even, like, grow anything on that land for, like, the next three generations. It was so fucked up. Like, he just killed everybody and fucked up all their land and was like, try to rebel now. You can't. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, to me, it's almost as if, like, Willie's brutal mentality and his, like, ruthlessness is just balanced out by, you know, the baby being born. Yeah. And Maddie being so gentle and sweet and kind. Well, she could be pretty ruthless when she wanted to be. Though. Yeah, but I mean, she had a really good demeanor. Like, she, was she was trying to be gentle. kind to the people. Yes, and so that kind of Let's hope that. that if she had been in York, the Herring of the North had, would never happen. But you know what? That's, that's just a rabbit hole we don't have time for right yeah, now. Yeah, and shortly after Maddie travels back to Normandy, when... Some other northern English try to get fresh with her again. Willie begs her to come back. And he definitely needs the help to run England. Mm -hmm. because, And she's the right person to do it. So she's constantly traveling back and forth. England and Normandy. England and it's and not Normandy. like she can take a fucking train like you can now. Yeah. Like, this trip is like no walk in the park. No. Like you have to sail across a pretty violent sea. Yeah. Luckily it's it. a pretty short sail. Yeah. But still you have to get to that port. And, yeah, it's just this whole thing. So she actually impressed a lot of the Anglo-Saxon natives by at least trying to learn the language. Yes. Which is pretty noteworthy because in England, the rulers spoke French for, like, at least the next 200 years. The Plantagenets still all spoke French at court, you know? Well, I guess the, plan the first Plantagenets, not, like, when, I when we get to, like, Elizabeth Woodville and them. But anyway... I'm digressing. What I'm trying to get to is that she really, like, tried to be like, no, I'm one of you guys. I want to be like y'all, you know? And Yeah, and even when I they... totally speak English. When the previous queen died, who was Anglo-Saxon, mm -hmm. she arranged to have her buried in this lavish funeral that was, like, decorated with gold this and silver. This was huge, because the previous queen, Edith, she had become this huge figurehead for the Anglo-Saxon rebellion. Mm-hmm. And so, at first, William was like, when he heard Edith died, he was like, sweet, throw her body in the river. It was Matilda being like, no, we need to, like, do something grand for her. We need to give her, like, a huge royal burial. Like, to show, you know, respect to the people that came before them, because she was Edward the Confessor's wife. To get the people on their side, you yeah. know? So, I, I think that's really awesome of her. The Doomsday Book. So, we briefly talked about the Doomsday Book when we talked about Lady Godiva. Mm -hmm. um, William basically started the first census. He wanted to know exactly what he was king of. You know, how many people live in this house? How much taxes are you paying? How many sheep do you have? Or whatever. But one thing we learned in the Doomsday Book is that Matilda actually, while William was gone, like, heard a bunch of legal cases, like, mm -hmm. passed judgment on different legal cases. And they said she was very fair. She yeah. She was very good at it. She was very... A woman settling legal matters. 
Yes. <gasps> so that was a that was a BFD. Big fucking deal. Yeah, and the okay, so the men in Maddie's life are fucking dramatic. Oh my god. This is so dramatic. Like You know what? You would think much. after after this that like nobody would want to have an heir and a spare anymore. They would just like <laughs> want to have one son and then stop. One and done. One and done. <laughs> but so, so to explain something about this time, it was really common. For kings to name their sons as junior kings, junior dukes, etc. Whatever, so they could, like, learn how to start yeah. running shit while the king was still alive. So their eldest son, Robert, who was not uh, William's favorite. No, he was not. He liked to drink and had a lot of prostitutes and women around. And Yeah, he just really he, was not... not he was not made power, to rule. Like, but he was like... All right, you know, you've got England, you've got your hands full. I think it's time for me to be the Duke of Normandy. To which Willie said, LOL. <laughs> like, uh, LOL's no. <laughs> nah, dude, not gonna happen. William called him Robert Kurthose, which, like, it, it's just basically a, a real witty medieval jab at his height. He was short. He got it from his mama. He got it from his mama. <laughs> but anyway, William assigned Robert to inherit the Duchy of Normandy and his second son, William, to inherit the crown of England. And Robert was like, well, no, I'm the oldest. I should get both. What are you talking about? Like, this is And dad's like, no, you're a drunk. You no, know, because you're a drunk and you're going to, like, make the country go broke. Like, spending all your money on booze and prostitutes, and... Fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) So, Robert's brothers and sisters decide to um, visit him, and they end up throwing, quote-unquote, dirty water on him, which is, like, okay... A chamber pot. Yeah. They dumped... Shit and piss. They dumped the shit buckets on his head. Because they didn't have, like, indoor plumbing, so water wasn't clean in general, so if it's, like, dirty water... They just took... They were just, like, they thought, oh, this will be a funny prank. Robert didn't think it was super funny and was just like, rebellion! You know, um, it was not cool. And so Robert tries to rebel against his father. Willie isn't having it. Robert goes to his uncle in Flanders and gets money. William goes to the king of France to get troops. And it's just like, can you imagine being Matilda in the middle of your husband, your son, your brother, and they're all just like, Fighting. Fighting. And I guess the King of France would have been her uncle. Yeah. So all these men in her life are just fighting around her, and she is just, like, at her wits fucking end. And I don't blame her. I wouldn't either. But she is secretly giving money to uh, Robert. Yeah, she's giving money to Robert. Um, And this is like, he's in open rebellion to the king, and she's like, ah, fuck you, I'm gonna give him money. I mean, it's his mom. Yeah, it's her son, it's her oldest son. So, Willie finds out that he's, or she's been giving him money. He flips his shit and tells her to stop, and so she says she does, but she doesn't stop. Yeah, she's like, uh, LOL's no. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, I won't do it again, (laughs) ha ha ha. She does it again. She does it again. (laughs) And I think this broke his heart. Because, like, I really do think he loved, loved, loved her and took this as a, like, such a, rebellion's not the word I'm looking, betrayal. Yeah. Like. But, I mean, it's it's almost as if she has to choose between husband and son, and it's like the son's going to win every fucking time. But that wasn't, but that wasn't. A medieval wife wasn't. Oh, no. she. This is like... She's supposed to be... This is when she became... Not, not, she was always a feminist. I mean, she, that's just who yeah. she is. But this is like a huge feminist thing. Here. And I don't think that William 
got that. Because, yeah, he loved their children, but he wasn't into this kid. (laughs) And, like, she's their mother. She loves them all. And Willie, being passive-aggressive, he tries to blind the guy that sends the money to Robert as, like, a punishment to Maddie. Do you really think he was going to punish Maddie? Like, (laughs) she's the reason English likes you. Yeah. (laughs) Like, she is the reason that all of England loves you. So, Willie, seeing that, you know, he needs more drastic measures, decides to call her out in front of the whole court. There's chroniclers there. There's lords and ladies. He's just like, come see me. Come talk to me in front of everybody. And this, oh, I got I got this dialogue. The only place I could find this was on um, the Queens of England podcast. If you don't listen to them and you like our show, you should listen to him because he's it's fucking, it's much more professional than our show. <laughs> A lot less drinking and cursing. So anyway, so the dialogue went something like this. A faithless wife brings ruin to the estate. Translation. Bitch, we are trying to run a country and a duchy here. What the fuck are you doing? The wife of my bosom, who I loved as my own soul. This wife supports the enemies and enriches them with my own money. I've been such a good fucking husband to you. How do you repay me? By funding my enemies with my own money? So, like, I'm sure William thought Maddie would be so ashamed and just, like, begging for forgiveness. Uh But she comes back with... Oh, my lord, do not wonder that I love my firstborn. If he were dead and I could bring him back with my own life's blood, I would. Dude, he's my son. Of course I'm going to support him. How do you imagine I could find any joy in possessing great wealth and let my son live in poverty? First of all, a lot of it is my own money too, boo. And you think I just let my son go without when I have so much? May I never be guilty of such hardness of heart. All of your power gives you no right to demand that of me. Mic drop. Whoa! This was <laughs> not, like... Uh, she's, like, talking uh, back to her husband. She's talking back to her husband, who is the king, in front of everyone. <laughs> this was... I mean, this was a game changer. So, obviously, it hurt their marriage. Um, they did... They did eventually reconcile, but then she got sick. Yeah, all this drama got to her. Like, I mean, uh, like you, we were talking about earlier, like, wh- what toll does that take on you when your family's fighting? Yeah, and they didn't, like, and know about, like, meditation and yoga and therapy. It's then. not like Thanksgiving dinner where you sit around it and fight like that. Like, it's like... It's like killing. wars. Yes. So it took a toll on her health, and she starts to get sick. All the fucking men in her life. Way to go. Way yeah. to fuck it up. So she gets sick. And William rushes, she was in Normandy, and he, like, rushes to Normandy to be with her, and then calls, like, calls Robert over, too, and is like, cool, let's be cool. I'm partying you for your mother's sake. Let's just be fucking cool. Oh, he really fucking loved her. He really did, and he had been mad at her, but now it just didn't even matter. And so he pardoned Robert, and Matilda got better. But then she got sick again. Yeah, and her daughter Constance died, and Robert and Willie actually were at it again. Like, they Uh, they ended up doing it again. Like, it's like, really, dude? Really? Seriously? Like, you're going to keep fighting, and, like, even after you pardon him? God damn it, stop. And so she gets sick again, and sadly, she passed away in 1083 in Normandy. She would have been about 50, 51 yeah, Something like and that. Willie was distraught. 
He was quoted as saying that without her, he was continually forced to struggle against the storms of troubles that rose up against him. She was such a powerful woman, after all. Like, she broke the mold of a medieval woman. And she inspired a new way, inspired a new way to rule as a queen. And and sometimes it was in direct, like, conflict with her husband. That's feminist to the max. Her legacy, like, she is still insanely popular in English and French history. Um, there's no portraits of her in the time because they don't, they didn't do portraits that far back in history, really. But in, like, the Victorian age, they created some portraits of her, and they all modeled them after Queen Victoria because they wanted to, like, remind people, like, yeah, like, she is from this line of badass women or whatever. Um, And, yeah, so she's viewed as the mother of a dynasty that still continues to this day. She's remembered as being pious and kind. Um, She funded many of the churches and religious houses of her time. Um, She left huge sums of money to the poor. She left her crown and scepter to an abbey. She was also remembered to be a being a hard-headed bitch. And she went after what she wanted, and she took zero shit from nobody. Zero shit. And she was buried in France at one of the abbeys she founded. So, let's raise a glass to this badass woman, because she was amazing. Yes. So... Thanks for listening, guys. If there's something you want to hear, hit us up. I don't think we have the next episode planned yet. No. So, so if you got some suggestions, let us know. You can email us at queenshistorypodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter, queens underscore podcast. Um, you can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher. Follow us on iTunes at Queens Podcast, all one word. All one word. And hey, while you're there, if you have time, leave us a review. And follow us on Facebook at Queens Podcast. Our intro music is by K-Sparks featuring Beyond Belief. Uh, Thanks for letting us use your song, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye. Loves. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now.